Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Auburn Undercover Podcast. My name is Brandon Marcel. I'm sitting alongside Michael Nyslick. This actually is the time we're actually sitting next to each other recording this podcast. It's been a while. Uh, it's a sunny night as we record this. Auburn found out at Cincinnati Tournament Destination just a couple short hours ago, and now the building's empty. Um, Auburn, a number four seed, will face number 13 seed College of Charleston, which won the Colonial Athletic Association Tournament uh, earlier last week, actually on a Thursday. And uh, Auburn, a big favorite in that game. We'll get more into that here in a little bit. But uh, Mike, rather subdued uh, uh, celebration in that uh, watch party. We yeah, I'm at. surprised they didn't do something bigger. Um, but maybe it's because spring break was this week, so they were maybe were worried that there wouldn't be enough people to kind of justify it. Um, players, obviously, I think still disappointed from the way the SEC tournament ended. Um, and might not just been in the mood to celebrate. And they've known for weeks that they were going to be in the tournament. Um, ended up a number four seed, so maybe they saw kind of what they lost and not getting that two seed kind of struggling at the end. Maybe that was part of it as well. Yeah, Mustafa Heron apparently told the team, "Let's don't let's not celebrate, jump up, let's act like we've been here before." Bruce Pearl's reaction to that, as he was telling the fans before the selection show started and the and the watch party, he goes, "Yeah, but we've never been here before." Uh, but they they follow Mustafa Heron's lead. They just sat there, they clapped. There were some some smiles, but most of the celebration was from the fans, the boosters, family members that were sitting behind them in the uh, in the auditorium. Um, other than that, there wasn't a big celebration. I mean, they've known that they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Now it's official, and Auburn going way out west to San Diego. If you were to hop in a car right now and drove nonstop, it, you would be there in a day and a half. It's a 30-hour drive. It's a long drive. Um, so, of course, you got to fly. There, I'm guessing there won't be a large Auburn contingent. But it's interesting. A lot of SEC teams um, didn't really get seated – close to where well tennessee didn't even get nashville they got dallas yeah so tennessee's gotta go to Uh, dallas which is halfway across the country for them if you really kind of think about it um auburn's got to go practically uh, well they are going across the country um say for one state um so it's interesting i would say that the midwest midwest region that auburn is in is probably the toughest yeah, what was um, the top four it, seed? It was Kansas, incredible. Duke, Michigan State are all above them, uh, above Auburn, that is. Uh, so tough road ahead. Um, but Oklahoma's also in that bracket. Obviously a dangerous team with one of the best players right. in the college. Uh, Clemson would be, Clemson and New Mexico State is who Auburn gets if they win in advance, and then it would probably be uh, Kansas after that. But – um, a lot of work to do before you get there. I don't think Auburn can kind of count their uh, eggs before they're hatched, so to speak, considering the way they've been playing in recent weeks. Right, right. And um, all, all said and done, though, it's actually a rather favorable draw for Auburn in the first two games, even though they're getting shipped out west. Auburn uh, is already a huge favorite against College of Charleston. They're a 10.5-point favorite. They opened up. Uh, as such, um, it'll probably stay around that area, even with Auburn struggling the way it is. I mean, Auburn should beat College of Charleston if you just look at their metrics and the way they've played this season. But you never know come tournament time. I mean, Auburn 
their last two games, the SEC tournament game and the South Carolina game. Uh, the South Carolina game, first 11 minutes, they're shooting like 12%. And then that second half against Alabama was the worst half of all uh, for the Tigers all season. And, of course, they weren't shooting very well in that. So there's a trend here where Auburn hasn't been able to hit shots, but they've got to hit shots to obviously advance in the NCAA tournament. But having said that, they face Charleston, a team that, as I said, is their favorite against. And then after that, you play a five-seed in Clemson or a 12-seed in New Mexico State. And I see a lot of folks who know much more basketball than me, especially when it concerns basketball teams outside the SEC, picking New Mexico State over Clemson hmm. um, uh, immediately after the bracket was released. But what do you think of Auburn's draw here? Um, do you think they can make it to Omaha, Nebraska, in the Sweet 16? Yeah, it looks like Charleston, they have two shared opponents, and Charleston uh, just edged out Hofstra and got beat by Wichita State pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so what was the final? Auburn beat Hofstra by 11 earlier this uh, season. Oh, not Wichita State. Didn't play. That was the only shared opponent. Okay, so Hofstra. So, uh, and Charleston eked by him by a point. Um, yeah, it's a decent draw because Charleston's not very big. I guess they're, they have uh, – Bruce Pearl called them a three-headed monster, two strong guards, and a good power forward uh, that all play well at the perimeter. Um, but what was the team with the big – the Creighton has a bunch of big guys. Somebody like that would have been a bad draw yeah. in the first round. Uh, so they avoid somebody like that. Yeah, the guard-heavy Yeah, the guard-heavy team is what Auburn uh, likes to see. But having said that, <laughs> they uh, – did not play well against a guard-heavy Alabama team <laughs> and Colin Sexton. That's true, but they they, they have Dante Hall. Dante uh, Hall in the, uh, in, in the paint concussed in the third quarter, so he didn't play. Third quarter. Yeah, I thought I think it was the third, right? Wasn't it? Or, I there's mean, not uh, third. There's not first ten minutes. First ten minutes. But um, uh, it's been a long weekend. But um, but Colin Sexton dominated them, and the guards have struggled recently. So uh, I just think Auburn needs to play better. Um not worry about the matchup necessarily because uh, look Jared Harper and Bryce Brown can't combine to go six of 23 or whatever it was no. uh, and that's been kind of a reoccurring theme here in the last six games I mean as much as they've missed Anthony McLemore from a standpoint of size and in the, yeah. in the paint and rebounding uh, the guards have sort of struggled with the pressure and responsibility of trying to having to carry this team um, you know Bruce Pearl's kind of two things was for them to hit the recent button. The bench needs to get more production because Chumo Kiki had one of his worst games of the season against Alabama uh, on Friday. Davion Mitchell and Malik Dunbar not doing very much. Um, but then the Stars, uh, more specifically Jared and Bryce, because Mustafa's gotten points and kind of attacked the yeah. basket. Uh, he's, his shot hasn't fallen, but he's been getting to the free throw line. Um, and maybe that's what Jared Harper needs to do. Didn't do more of because he's kind of settled and, you know, he's gotten used to hitting those shots and he hasn't. Right. And he's certainly capable of getting to the basket. And that's kind of what he he, he did earlier in this season. Right. And also last last season. I know it's way and back. He, that he always attacked the basket to get himself going. And he's kind of stayed back as he's kind of struggled. So right. um, I just think they need to kind of worry about Try, and I don't know how you do that. You know, shoot better. Uh, Bryce is healthier than he's been all month. So, I mean, that's a, that's good. Um, but they need to just shoot better. <laughs> I think one way to improve that possibly is that Auburn hasn't had a contact practice in four weeks. Yeah. And I posted this on the board, I think, over the weekend. Like, what's Auburn got to do differently? And I said, maybe they should just go back to having a contact practice. It's now or nothing. It's not, you know, nothing for right. them. I mean, you, you either lose and you're out. or I mean, there's no future other than winning. Uh that, that solidifies your future, excuse me. So, Bruce Pearl today, I mean, you're over there talking to him. They're going to have contact practices this week, right? Just one. Just one Maybe contact Maybe one. Practice. 
He qualified it. They got to have probably one, right? Maybe one. I don't know. I mean, it, I would ask the players. Like, yeah, I think you leave it up to the players. What do you guys think? Um, you guys are not playing very well right now. Shots aren't falling. Are you too tired, or do you think we need to get back to you know, you know, bumping and grinding and really and, going after whoa, it practically? Whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah. Like went back to. A, a I don't know if they're doing song. that beyond practice, but um, hey. uh, you know, and some people on the board have pushed back that this team isn't tired. But I mean, if they're not tired, then what else is it? Uh, you know. Look, the shooters, I don't think it matters much of the, the physical practice. Uh, they're not finding their shot. I mean, they before well, the Bryce games. Bryce Brown at one point, I mean, didn't he, like, totally miss, like, two free throws? Well, that might have been Mustafa. He had a someone. Yeah, it was but, like, man, that, that, that doesn't happen. But Bryce, I pointed out that he hit. He was, like, on fire in the pregame and then just couldn't get it going. In it's different game. when someone's in your face. Um, but he's he's usually he was open a lot of the shot. He had, he missed some so open he looks. He was wide open, yeah. Um, you know, one from the corner where he had an open look, and he just kind of looked it down, and it was nowhere close. And you could kind of see him just sort of go, "I don't know what happened." You know, it's like what what happened there. Uh, and Jared too, just um, looks that have kind of fallen throughout the season uh, haven't gone in, and it'll be interesting to see because they played some really bad. I mean, if you want to talk about. As bad of a twenty minutes as you'll see, that was terrible. I mean, that really was, was not just Auburn. I'm just saying, like as bad of basketball as you'll see, uh, that twenty minutes um, was something else. And right. one reporter commented, like he was just totally stunned because it was like they played so bad. Like he didn't think that they had that in them, right. especially with the shooters and the uh, way they've played all season and the chemistry they had. And they look, they had a ten point lead going into the second half. It wasn't like they struggled early. Um, yeah, right. And then the wheels fall off. So I'd be worried about that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, now, this College of Charleston team, we talked about common opponents. And listen, Auburn played that Hofstra team. I don't even remember them playing them. <laughs> that's how long ago it was. It was uh, November 19th. I yeah. think that's one of the games, one of the, like, the only games this season, in the regular season, they were down at halftime, which pe- which was as people forget. Yeah. I mean, right. This team was much different. I mean, Anyway, um, but this College of Charleston team's actually on kind of a bit of a run here. They lost their regular season finale in overtime to William and Mary by ten points, one hundred fourteen, one hundred four. That must have been a fun game to watch. Uh, but they won their obviously their uh, the Colonial Athletic Association tournament. Another overtime game. Here is the thing that sticks out to me about them: they've played five overtime games this year. Hmm. Uh, that's unreal, and. Three of them have all occurred since February 15th. Uh, two of those were wins, including in the uh, Colonial Association Tournament. Um, Auburn's favored by 10.5 points. Ken Palm gives Auburn an 84% chance of winning this game. Um, but this College of Charleston team, if you look at what they've been doing, they have played a lot of close games down the stretch. Uh, we're talking four points, six points, one point, five points, and these aren't overtime games. Their biggest win down the stretch, I'm looking down here, uh, was against Elon. It was a 21-point win. Outside of that, everything was single digits except for Drexel and William and Mary uh, in the tournament. Everything else single digits. Close games throughout. Uh, they're 26-7 and seven coming into this game. But here's something that's interesting to me. I love Ken Palm, Ken Palm numbers and all this. Now, Auburn's definitely not the same team now as it was 
a month ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn hasn't won away from Auburn Arena since when? It's been more than a month, right? So uh, you look at the Cougars here and their numbers with Ken Palm. Offensive adjust, adjusted efficiency, which is a good way of judging how a team performs through an entire game. They rank 87th nationally. Their defense efficiency is 167th, all right? Their tempo is 324 in the country. Now, you look over at Auburn, and they are on the opposite side of all that, despite struggling these last six games, really. Auburn ranks 16th in offensive efficiency, 44th in defensive efficiency. Their adjusted tempo is 21st. Mm-hmm. So this is contrasting styles, but Auburn is going against a team that's also guard-heavy. So you would think, just at face value, Auburn's a big favorite in this game, and they are. And they should be, based off of the numbers you look at. And, of course, the competition both of these teams have gone against. I mean, College of Charleston has not faced a big-time opponent uh, in the last half of the season. So, interesting numbers there. And I, I was looking on Twitter while I was gathering reaction, and I found this interesting. Now, we know everything on Twitter is correct. But... Uh, I want to give credit to this person, just in case it is correct, and I have no reason to doubt it's not. But this is a very interesting uh, uh, stat, using Ken Palm ratings. Sam Butler um, on Twitter said that when the 4-13 and 13, uh, uh, upset happens, because usually the 5-12, and 12, the 4-13 and 13 are usually where those upsets happen a lot. It's usually because the 13 seed has had a top 50 adjusted offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And the four seed has had a sub top 40 in those categories, right? When that happens, the four seed's one and three. That's pretty interesting to me, just looking at that. When it's not like that, the four seed is 23 and one. So Auburn falls, obviously, on that side of the 23 and one because their adjusted efficiency is ranked high. Meanwhile, College of Charleston is very low. Um, now, Auburn's deficient efficiency is not in the top 40, but it is number 44. So a little difference there. But if you look at this, Auburn, one, should be a huge favorite, and two, that is why they're a huge favorite, because if you look at these two teams, and Vegas obviously studies everything, Auburn just talent-wise and also with what they've got uh, coming on the court against College of Charleston team that has played slower, has not necessarily been the best defensive or offensive team because, as I said, they gave up 100-plus points in an overtime game just a couple weeks ago. That's one reason why you're seeing Auburn rank so highly in this game and being seen as a team that should advance the second round and why Auburn's a double-digit favorite. And I think those Ken Palm numbers right there demonstrate that perfectly. Auburn falls more on the side of a 23-1 and uh, than on that one and three side where the thirteen upsets. Those were a lot of numbers. Are you getting that? I I wasn't taking notes, so probably not. So if you but... like analytics, go check that out. If you go to auburnundercover.com, go to the social media reacts to Auburn being in the. NCAA can you tournament. can you get those numbers for the last what their offensive efficiency is in the last six games though? It hasn't dropped very much, so no. 
Hmm. But I, I can't. I can't. Uh, can't. I can't look single. But, but obviously, it. I mean, it hasn't actually dropped very much. I thought it would. Yeah. I've been following it, and it's been pretty. I mean, it's fallen a little bit, but it hasn't been drastic. Yeah. Um. Because you also have to consider Auburn's defense was pretty good against Carolina. Uh, its offense and defense was very good against Bama. Seventy-one points held for the Tide. Auburn Those are both 90. their wins. You mean their win? Or both, the, the, they're both wins, yeah. but that helps their efficiency. Right. Is what I'm saying. Really, their their terrible game uh, was the Alabama game in the uh, the SEC tournament. Yeah. Even in those losses at Arkansas, that was bad for their defensive efficiency. But the loss at Florida was actually not necessarily bad for their efficiency, even though they only scored sixty six points. Yeah, the defense was pretty good. So, anyway, long story short, I think that was a long story long. Long story long. Let's not make it longer. But Auburn <laughs> is favored for. A good reason. Now, <clears throat> I want to look at this bracket. You got a bracket open? I do have a bracket open. Okay. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. No, I already mentioned it. Does Auburn make it to the Sweet 16, number one? And number two, is it by beating Clemson? Or is Clemson going to get upset by New Mexico State? I have to. I have no idea. Do you know how much do you know about New Mexico State at this point? They're in, in time? New Mexico. That's right. I have no idea. <laughs> what even kind of team is New Mexico State? At this um, point? And if Auburn fans on the boards are, are confident New Mexico uh, is getting past Clemson, they need to name. Know. They need to name three players on New Mexico's team before they. Act New Mexico all State. Uh, they are higher ranked than Clemson in offensive efficiency and points per game. Of course, Clemson's played a tougher schedule. Clemson's played, in the ACC. Clemson's in the ACC, which, by the way, didn't get very, very many teams in and didn't get very good uh, spots in the tournament. But also, they played six ranked teams in the top 25. Top 32, excuse me. Um, you don't necessarily go to the top 25. New Mexico State's only lost five games. I'm just saying. They've got a shot. They have a shot, but I mean, that five twelve—I mean, it always happens, man. I didn't expect them to get blown out the way they did against Alabama, and I guess the last view—the last view of this team—is that uh, I don't think anybody expected any team in the SEC tournament to perform that way in the second half of any game. And uh, it was bad. I don't know if they have the—you know—Bruce Pearl talked about getting their mojo back, and because they, they don't have it right now. Um, so if they don't kind of hit reset button and. And look like the team that did earlier this season, which I don't know if they're capable of at this point without Anthony McLemore and without um, Horace Spencer has fouled out what in the last two games. Horace is not doing very well. Um, well, they need him to do better. You he just can't lean, stay on the floor, though. But I mean, what I'm saying is, you can't lean on Chumo Kiki the entire time because what you're seeing is he's not playing very well because. Well, of he's that. a freshman too, so it's going to be up and I understand that, but he's having to play more because Horace Spencer's fouling out. I'd be surprised, I guess, if they made the Sweet Sixteen. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You don't think they could beat Clemson? Or I'd be surprised if they won two games. I think they're games. very capable of making the Sweet 16. I don't I don't know if they're going to, though. I think they're going to beat College of Charleston. But at this point... But what Auburn team shows up, I guess, is my question. Right. What and if that's, they, I'm what not if they sure. go against College of Charleston, scored 95 points, hit 12, 13, 3 points? Then you're feeling better. But if they come... Right. And all it takes, really, is to get in a rhythm of one game. That's what I keep saying. I said it about Alabama going to the SEC tournament. You just you need one guy to step up. Auburn really hasn't had that big star though this season. Yeah. 
But Bryce Brown can be that guy, and he has been it at times. He was always he's always been a guy along with Jared Harper. It's like they combined to spark Auburn uh, during runs and to close out games. And even in that South Carolina game, when Auburn won the SEC regular season title, Jared Harper played a good game, but it wasn't like he and Bryce Brown were both having great moments at the same time like they usually do. There was a couple of moments where that happened, but not necessarily for like a five, six, seven-minute stretch like you're used to seeing earlier in the season, midway through the season, I should say. But I don't know if you can count out this Auburn team to to make the Sweet 16 just because – if they hit shots, I think they're capable of, of beating just about maybe outside of maybe five teams in this tournament. They're capable of beating anyone if they hit their shots the way they've been capable of hitting. But that team only has shown up, what, 24 minutes in the last six, the last seven games that they played or six games that A they played? A little bit more than that, I'd say. I really outside of that second half and end of first half against South Carolina. Um, well, there's 30 minutes, 20, and then plus four. It was only the last four minutes when Bryce Brown for South Carolina crazy. against South Carolina. Yeah, but Auburn as a whole, that second half, they came they came out of a deficit and built a lead. They were up for most of that second half. Right, I'm saying so. That's 24 minutes they played really well, and that's really the last. That's it for the last three weeks. You haven't seen it, and you know Bryce is certainly capable of kind of going off, but um, it's not a team that's playing well. I mean, I just think that's the big, the big concern. Yeah. So and they they play like you mentioned. When's the last time they won outside Auburn Arena? They play well in an environment that they feed off of that energy, uh, and that's going to be it's going to be a neutral site that's going to be probably pretty quiet. Um, and that I don't think helps them. I think they're a team that kind of feeds off the crowd, even when it's a, a it's sort of a it sounds weird, but uh, a hostile crowd. As long as it's full and kind of an exciting environment, they do play a little better. Um, that SEC crowd was dead, um, and that team just didn't have the same kind of energy, even when they were up by ten, uh, as they have in games where you know in the second half against Florida they come back and kind of feed off the uh, that negativity almost. Right. That crowd's going to be pretty dead Friday. It's going to I, well, I was trying to be kind. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> By saying sparse. Who the, who the hell from Colorado Charleston Who's going to go? Who's going to go to that game? And there's no Kentucky or Missouri playing afterwards that fans want to see. So it's well, not going to fill Well, that no Kentucky up. or Missouri fans there to, like, cheer on Auburn. It's right. usually, if you have a bigger team there, closer right. by, they'll they'll pick a team and but, cheer. But, uh, and Auburn would probably be that team. It'll be interesting them. to see what that environment's like and how they kind of. Well, I, I listen. There's a reason why this first round game's on True TV. Are you saying True TV is not a major network? Better watch your words here. I'm just saying. I mean, out of TBS, TNT, CBS, they picked True TV for this game. So, and at night. Yes. <clears throat> or on the West Coast, it'll be uh, and right, late right afternoon. After work, um. So I, I I don't know. We'll see. They should beat Charleston. And I've been I've been saying all along, if Auburn wins an SEC title, anything after that's gravy. <laughs> but but the loss to Alabama, the way they did, is it's reminiscent of the football. We were talking about on Facebook Live. It was basically the people were 
sort of besides himself. You think? Yeah. Well, if they lose the College of Charleston, I'll I'll jump on that. <laughs> I'll jump on that bandwagon. But it is. But it is similar. But but if they lose in the first round, this will be like the football season where yeah, they ran out of gas, and you just you don't get to celebrate the final. Your final moments are going to be. Sort of devastation in the SEC tournament and then yeah. disappointment. And uh, but the one difference will be that at least the basketball team has a title. Yes, you know what I mean. That's true. But I'm just saying it's it, it's they're, just they're going to put a banner up for only a third time in school history. It's well, but the, when the banner goes up, fans will be it'll be, it'll be far excited. enough in the future where fans will be excited. But at the moment, less things happen behind the scenes, right? And nobody's back. But um, it'll, I think in the moment it's just hard to sort of separate it for fans. Sure, sure. Um. They should be Charleston. If they don't beat Charleston, yikes. But Stranger listen, things have happened yeah, in the NCAA well, that's tournament. The thing. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're, we almost saw one seed lose to a 16 seed. What was it, last year? Yeah, and they're a four seed, so it's not like they're in the yeah. non-upset ter- right. territory. And we've been talking about that all along. You want to stay above the five and right. stay away from the four if you can. And we were talking more or less about where they would go. Yeah. Like, if they were a three seed, I think Auburn would probably be in Dallas right now. Because if they were – yeah, if they had beaten Alabama, they would be in Dallas – I think or so. Outside, you know, I had an outside shot in Nashville, but um, now they're in San Diego. and I mean, they got a favorable draw, but at the same time, I think that they had wanted to be higher. And maybe that's where the subdued celebration, I think, came in. That or, uh, I don't know. You talked to the players, I did not. Um, but it's interesting that uh, Mustafa Heron's like telling the team, don't clap, <laughs> don't celebrate. Um just strange so let's um let's go to some listener questions all right um man i've got a lot of twitter mentions right now uh all right all natural bruh asks what is mike pearl like is he a suspenders wearing type of fella (laughs) you don't want to set that up for anybody that didn't see it Yes, uh, Greg Gumbel on the TBS Selection Sunday show, uh, when they uh, were announcing the teams alphabetically, said Mike Pearl, Coach Mike Pearl, instead of Coach Bruce Pearl. Uh, Bruce Pearl didn't really care. Bruce doesn't care much. He says he's been called worse things, and that's true. Um, What what would Mike Pearl be like? (laughs) I have no idea. Would he be a suspenders-wearing type of fella? Sure. Bruce Pearl used to wear suspenders every now and again. He doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, didn't he in early in his career? I don't know if yeah. he by Tennessee, got, but in the Milwaukee days, didn't he? Yeah. Where the suspenders go? He had to break those out for the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> Kevin R. Barnes asks, is Bruce Pearl the best college basketball coach in all of college football? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Mike doesn't want to have fun today. Uh, Beth wants to know if, I'm going to San, if we're going to San Diego. Someone from 24-7 Sports will be there. Kevin also wants to know, wants insider info on why Bryce Brown and co. are not able to hit shots. I mean, they're not hitting shots. I think they're tired. I think they're tired, but I mean, and I think that's why Bruce has tried to give them as much time off for practice. I don't think he would give them as many off days as he could if he thought this team was didn't need rest. Um and look, and it's the two guys that have shouldered the burden, right? I mean, it's no coincidence. You know, Jared Harper was playing 36 minutes around in that final stretch, especially after Anthony McLemore went down. Um, 
and I think it added up. Uh, and Bryce Brown was the leading the guy that led the team in minutes all season. And then the injuries happened as well. So I think it just uh, it was a bad kind of the perfect storm of um, issues. Uh, Mike Lockhart says, what can you tell us about the College of Charleston? Well, we'll tell you more tomorrow. Well, uh, one fan on Twitter today, said I guess if that Joe Chile and Grant Ryler, uh, I'm probably saying their names incorrectly, are the best com- combo guards in the nation. Now, look at Ken Palm. <laughs> Here's some numbers for you. They are pretty good. They rank uh, nationally in about like nine or ten categories. Yeah. Those two. Um, so that's very, very good. Um, they take a lot of shots. Um, Grant, right? Holy crud. Wow. Grant Ryler, six foot, 395 pounds. All right. Guess 95 pounds, 195 pounds. Oh, he said, I thought he said yeah, 95 pounds. He, he hasn't eaten. Guess what his shooting percentage is inside the arc. Probably pretty high since they shoot 46% of the team. 62.3%. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And he, and he has shot. He leads the team with 260 shots, too. Mm. So this is that's legit. Um, they're a pretty good free throw shooting team, at least with their top three players. Um, not a great, you know, I, I don't know. They're pretty good. They're pretty good shooting the ball. Like I said, they've had some 100-point games yeah. here and there. What interests me, though, and what could be a problem for Auburn in a close game is that they're accustomed to close games, and they've played five overtime games. Auburn is used Auburn, to playing blowouts. Yeah, so Auburn hasn't faced that, and I would have to give College of Charleston the advantage there if this is a close game in the last, you know, four or five minutes. Yeah, I mean, and what was I, I think I added it up in their first, like, 20 games, the average margin of victory for Auburn was like 11 points. I mean, it was just, you know, absurd. Well, um, and they're not going to be playing at home. That's what I've been told. They're not going to play the no. USA tournament in Auburn. Um, but yeah, uh, College of Charleston's uh, their two guards, two leading guards, are pretty legit. And especially, especially that Grant kid, number one. Keep an eye on him. Shooting sixty-two point three percent inside the arc, forty-one point nine percent on three-pointers. He is their best shooter by far. Um, very interesting. They have one, two. All right, hold on one second. One, two, three, four. Four guys who shoot better than fifty-three percent inside the arc. So pretty good. Pretty good. <clears throat> and that includes a six-foot-ten forward, Nick Harris. Okay, so you don't think Auburn makes a Sweet 16. I think they've got a shot, but I'm not ready to say I didn't it. say they have no shot. I mean, let's not – I'm you not saying they have no chance. You said they, they won't. I've said that I don't think they will make the Sweet 16. Okay. But I'm not saying that it's like out of the – like you're saying it is it's like it's out of the realm of possibility that they were to win. That I wouldn't go as far. But, I mean, I'm leaning against the fact that they string two together here. Okay. We'll go to AuburnUndercover.com for full coverage throughout the week as we prepare for Auburn versus College of Charleston in the first round. And I'm just going to advise every coach in the handshake line not to get in Bruce Pearl's way <laughs> in San Diego. Yeah. Just be careful. He certainly changed the narrative after that Alabama game a little bit. A lot of people are focusing on that rather than Auburn losing. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you're a coach and you're thinking, maybe you know, I'm going to stand here and think, think about life, get out of the way. Yeah, move. 
Get out of the way. Just get out of the way, dude. Be careful, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what San Diego stands for? <laughs> Is this the Anchorman joke? You know what it stands for. Didn't what was the joke? No, I'm not saying it's a joke. What what's it stand for? I don't know what it stands for. Stands for Pearl of the West. Oh, is that true? No, it doesn't. Okay. But I was trying to make a brief Pearl joke instead of what you thought I was going to. Well, what was the joke at San Diego? I know we're not saying we can't say it on here. This is a family show. Is that was that was that a vulgar one? Yes. What was it? I know what it was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no. can't. No, you can't say that. Cannot. If you say have that. not, if you, well, if you haven't seen Anchorman, go watch. What it. are you doing? It's really good. Um, Why have you not seen Anchorman? Um, Anchorman two, not so much. And you can see the uh, joke that we're talking about. Um, so anyway, full coverage. Which is not safe for work. Full coverage at AuburnUndercover.com. Uh, also, uh, we got 24-7 sports. March Madness, whatever you want to call it, uh, bracket challenge. You can win cash money and uh, PlayStation 4 and uh, God of War. Is that one of them popular games? God of yeah, War. Yeah, I don't the new one hasn't come out yet, so I'd imagine then. So anyway, you can win that. Soon. Um, and plus, I think like three year or five year s- subscription to twenty four seven sports. I thought you were gonna say like IRA. What? <laughs> 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 Can win a three year IRA. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, if I haven't mentioned this already, this show is presented by WeHaveDonuts dot com. If I mentioned that, probably I don't not. Think so. We have donuts dot com. Beautiful, delicious, delicate donuts. They're very delicate. Um. Based in Birmingham, you get them at uh, Prevail Union Coffee Shops in Montgomery and Auburn. Go to wehavedonuts.com for much more information on how you get your hands on these beautiful donuts. And also book them for your corporate events or your wedding or whatever. You can get a donut wall. It's good stuff. Wehavedonuts.com. D-O-U-G-H nuts.com. So I guess that's going to do it for this episode of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. A brief look at uh, Auburn's first-round matchup against the College of Charleston as we sit here inside the Auburn Athletics Complex after talking to a few couple of players and Bruce Pearl. Auburn headed to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2003. Can they win some games? We will see. For Mike Nislick, I'm Brandon Marcello. We'll see you down the road. <laughs>